This podcast is powered by you. To find out more, go to stdpodcast.com slash support. Welcome to the STD Podcast, a Star Trek Discovery Podcast, an unofficial podcast about the CBS series Star Trek Discovery. Hi, I'm Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts slash Trekkies. Starting with the Trek story new self, Jonathan Shorts. John, how are you, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. How's everybody else? Doing great, man. I cannot complain. Also, we can't forget about the tech historian, Carrie Brown. How's it going, dude? I'm going, I mean, it's going well. Yes. Um, yeah, it's good. Cool. Cool. What are you guys up to? Everything's all right. You know, how's your week going so far? Uh, not bad. Um, it was snowing slash slushy today on my, on my drive home from work. So I was a little afraid, but I made it here one piece. So I'm good. Nice. Nice. Cool. Cool. Got the winter tires? No. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Man, we're I gonna look into that. We're gonna have to invest. We're gonna have to invest in winter tires here in Mississippi. Man, it's snowed for like the third time. Yeah, just yeah, weird. Just weird. Yeah. And then it's like seventy today. Yeah, for real. I mean, oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's freaking beautiful. Sorry for your snow, man, but it's beautiful down here right now. Uh, it happens. <laughs> so I'm guys, used to it. <laughs> What we do here on this podcast is review each episode of Star Trek Discovery in somewhat excessive detail, in addition in addition to talking all things Trek. Now, uh, guys, if you really love the show, we always say first and foremost, please subscribe in the podcatcher of your choice. But, you know, if you want to do a little bit more, we do have a Patreon. So find out how to support us by going to stdpodcast.com slash support to get all the details. So today we're going to be talking about season one, episode 12, Vaulting Ambition. And before we get into the review, we had not true feedback, but we had a little comment on one of our Facebook posts from uh, Latasha Pierce. Uh, commenting about this latest episode. And she says, everyone had already theorized about Lorca, but wasn't the reveal very satisfying? And to that, I say, Latasha, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this show has managed to, and they have managed to do so many things that the fan community has been on top of uh, as far as theories, uh, just, a slew of theories. I mean, the fans have been all over it, but they've been able to make the realization of what we think just come off so great and feel so beautiful. And man, I don't know. I don't know what the magic is, but they're doing an excellent job on that. Awesome writers, man. I just get, I give it to the writers. It's amazing job. I couldn't do it. I couldn't come close to even trying (laughs) to write two minutes of it. I don't know. I mean, could you imagine just the thought process of having to weave these plot lines in and out of each other? I will Uh, say though, like, well, I don't want to jump ahead. Never mind. (laughs) Well, I'll just make one last comment. It's kind of, um, you kind of see how they had everything mapped out, you know, at first where we're seeing only bits and pieces. And again, this being a more serialized Star Trek. And, you know, just because we couldn't see that full view and getting that, get that 
instant gratification like we talked about last week. We have been kind of on pins and needles like, what are they going to do with this? It doesn't seem right. But if you held on just a little bit longer, (laughs) man, the payoff has been so good. Yes, it has. And just the fact that it's on this streaming service and they're allowed to extend the storyline so far, I think makes it all the better. Yeah, which is funny because this last episode of Vaulting Ambition was only like 37 minutes and 53 seconds, which is like uber short when you talk about intro and outro and title sequence. So, you know, they, they've had gone up and down in episode length back and forth. So I don't know. I don't know. But let's talk about a little bit of news and updates. John, you posted this link about the uh, series with the best writing poll on Star Trek.com. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't read much into it, but it's not. I mean, let's be honest. We all knew who had the best writing, right? I mean, do we not? Do we? Do we? <laughs> what do you think, Carrie? <laughs> Having not seen the poll results, what do you think? Okay, so I haven't seen the poll results at all, but I would say probably people will say, hmm, I would probably say that they would say that maybe TNG had the best writing. I don't know. Well, uh, it was kind of close. Uh, Deep Space Nine coming in at first with 36% of the vote and uh, TNG coming in next at 33. Now, to much my uh, dismay, Voyager only came in with 13% <laughs> of the vote, which I was like, no, that is so wrong. Voyager has so many good, awesome episodes. Why? And I, Go ahead. I can't get over the Enterprise hating. <laughs> Why is Enterprise rated at the bottom of everything? Hot garbage. Oh, the bottom of everything. You're about right about that. Well, I'm sorry, not the bottom. It's just above the animated series. From the bottom to the bottom. It might as well be the bottom. Started from the bottom. We're still here. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree with you, though, Clarence. That Voyager at 13% just seems a bit bad. Uh, I, I'm surprised DS9 didn't get more of the vote, but I mean, I, I was sure it would win. Uh, I would have put Voyager over in TNG. Yeah. And, and actually, I thought it would have been a little bit more even because Voyager and the original series is like 13 and then 12 percent. So very definitely not an even poll. I guess the uh, DS9 fans come out in uh, in droves, I guess. Uh. Yeah. Well, which it was only 13,000 fans, which is a lot, but yeah, you consider, that is a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, you consider how many Star Trek fans are out there. So, I mean, 13,000. I mean, if we could have got maybe 20,000, maybe it would have made a difference. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it still says a lot. I mean, go on, dash your shoulders off, John. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> So where do you think where do you think Discovery would would rank in this? Oh man, there's so many Star Trek uh Discovery haters uh that well, didn't see it through. Uh, what was you gonna say, Carrie? Go ahead. I was just gonna say where I would where I think people would rank it would probably because this is probably hardcore trekkies, which is the reason why I feel like Voyager's at the bottom, so this would probably be under Voyager because most most hardcore Trekkies that I've talked to, they don't like Voyager for some reason. They just it's the redheaded stepchild, or it used to be until Discovery. <laughs> but, but if it's you ask me where I would rank Discovery, um, it 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 depends because 
I think the writing on this show is a lot more mature, like as far as and even a little bit darker than most of the Star Trek series. However, I don't really think you can compare this to the other Star Trek series because they're they're the episodes are standalone. And this is like a serial. You can't just take it one episode. You know, you have to kind of take it as the entire thing as a whole, the season as a whole. So it's a little hard to rank it with the other Star Treks, I feel like. Hmm. Yeah, not, I definitely can agree with that. It, it is a different beast. Um, but yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know where it falls. That would be an interesting, interesting discussion 10 years from now. <laughs> now, on a side note, if uh, on IMDb, there's a poll of favorite Star Trek series. And out of 845 votes, TNG got... 324 votes, followed by the original series at 249 and DS9 at 121. Hmm. Oh. And Voyager's coming in at a week fourth, followed by, of course, Enterprise at the bottom. <laughs> well, few things hold true. <laughs> it's still above the animated series. Let's give it some credit. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, and uh, also I'd like to mention, I guess the Star Trek cruises are going on now. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and John, we've drew, drawn a line in the sand uh, about what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go to the cruise and wear that barrette bikini, mankini? Uh, no. Or <laughs> <laughs> that bikini Wharf War on when he went on vacation with Jadzia. Wait, Wharf War bikini? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, man, we got a Star Trek cruise happening. Uh, I think one is just finishing up, and we have another one, 2019, January 4th through the 10th. A bit pricey, but they have payment plans. Uh, cheapest thing I found was like $1,400 a person. Jesus. Yeah, but there's payment plans. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. There's payment plans. Never mind. Never mind. Right. Um, but that's about twice as much as a normal cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the hobnob with the Star Trek <laughs> royalty. So we got so far uh, confirmed Star Trek stars going would be Renee Albert Jonas. I can never say his name. Yes, Odo. Odo. Yes, you have uh, Dumar and uh, Laurel is going to be there. Oh, that's cool. terrifying. That is cool. uh, Denise Crosby, Lieutenant ah, Yar. Okay. Uh, we have Wilson Cruz. I guess he has a lot of free time since the accident. <laughs> uh, and they keep oh, showing the next step, man. They, they, <laughs> they keep really showing do. it. They really do. They, How they many times did the next step? <laughs> they lean into it, bro. Uh, we have Q. It's going to be there. John Delance, Lance, Michael Dorn, which is Worf. Yeah. We have Riker. And I forgot the girl's name. Uh, Chase Masterin. Chase That Masterson. was a uh, uh, Masterson. Yeah. Double yeah. girl. I think she was. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. That'd be nice high candy. Uh Dr. Crusher will be there. And Ethan Phillips, Neelix. That's who I'll oh, be yeah. interested in meeting. <laughs> uh Robert Picardo, the doctor. Love him. Yeah. Deanna Troy, Brent Spiner. Uh, we have an Enterprise guest, Connor Trenner. <laughs> Is that that's true. Is that his last name, really? Yeah, that's his last name. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> uh, Nana Visitor, and of course Will Wheaton because he's every, oh, in everything. Man, so. Lieutenant Kira or Commander Kira. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All so, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going. We're going. Cool. I'll, maybe we can cast from the boat. <laughs> we might have to. I don't know if they have internet out there. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, maybe you can even record a podcast too. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> But I'm psh- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Are you guys ready to get into the review of Vaulting Ambition? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. So Burnham heads to the ISS Sharon with a special gift for the Emperor. With the help of an unexpected source, Stamets gains clarity while trapped inside the mycelial network. Saru asks for help from Laurel. Yeah. So, guys, what are your non-spoilery thoughts of this episode? Though we've probably spoiled it already. <laughs> I don't think we have. Well, what are your thoughts, guys? Um, I guess I will just say um that the thing that everybody's hyped up about was not necessarily the only thing that I was hyped up about. One one thing that I was kind of concerned about happening happened. Um, which we'll get into later, but it's not like I had it before the episode was going on, but it's something that started unfolding during the episode. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I hope this doesn't happen. And it does. So <laughs> yeah, it was, it was awesome though. I really liked the episode. Hmm. John. Uh, I'm with care. I really did like that episode. And like, we, we kind of knew what, where it was going. Uh, but I, all in all, I think it was great. Other than, like we mentioned earlier, it was a bit shorter than the other episodes, which was kind of disappointing. But I enjoyed it. Okay. And um, and also, uh, Kyle has some feedback, and we're going to put that at the end of the episode. I think he has some non-spoilery feedback as well. But as for I'm me... I'm going to put him on the Enterprise side. <laughs> uh, the, the Enterprise position. <laughs> but guys uh i really enjoyed the i enjoyed this episode in bits and pieces there were a few parts that i was just like let's get through this and get to the good stuff and the Uh last in the last five minutes were freaking awesome wonderful i love that but I have to say, for me, there were parts that I was just like, uh, that's not really that interesting. I see what they're trying to do. And you probably know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and get into spoilers. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand the battle station. What gives you the right? You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you spray something. So, guys, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Lorca and Burnham are headed toward the, I guess it's the ISS Sharon, but they call it the Imperial Palace or whatever, in hopes of retrieving the Defiance Intelligence that that was redacted. Uh, Again, I say, and I say this in almost every episode, do we think this is a good idea? (laughs) Because it just doesn't seem like it's a good idea to me. No, but the thing you have to think about is that they don't really have a whole lot of options, so... It's really the only idea. It's not re- whether it's good or bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, maybe I think a lot of maybe another idea would have come about. But, of course, we know Lorca was pushing in an opposite direction. 
I think I would have invested my time more into trying to get Stamets in the sport drive back going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like when they saw that this information was redacted or whatever, it's, you know, we instantly know it's going to be hard to get that information. And for them to march in there, you know, even though they're, you know, in, in, uh, impersonating their mirror selves, it still seems like it's going to be a hard thing to go in there and get this data. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just, just feel like a dumb plan to me, but. Well, you know, the whole thing, like, I mean, think about how much time they've invested in this. Like, they've redesigned the ship. They've redesigned uniforms. They've they redesigned studied. Tilly. Yeah, redesigned <laughs> Tilly. I mean, they've studied. <laughs> they've learned the mannerisms and the things that we do and the people. And, I mean, if we grouped all of that effort into trying to fix the spore drive, I think that would have been an easier way out, but <laughs> but but we but wouldn't we have had why. such a great episode. So yeah, and we know we know why that wasn't the goal after seeing the end of this episode. We, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I guess in that context, it makes a little bit more sense. So we jump back to the discovery, and we see uh, Tilly doing her sport therapy thing on Stamets, and you know. Uh, I'm still confused on a whole spore revival mycelial thing. Again, we talked about it before, but it's really non sciencey. It's more like it's more fantasy to me than science. But I guess it works for the show. Uh, and and we see Stamets go into this coma, mirror, dream, mycelial something. I'm not sure what it is exactly. Um. What do we think about the interaction between Stamets and Mirror Stamets in the in the sporest? That's spore forest, if you didn't know. Sporest. <laughs> well, I was just I, at first when I saw them together, I thought that the evil Stamets was gonna attack. Well, well, I won't say the the evil. I'll say the Mirror Stamets. I thought he was going to like attack the other Stamets and like try to like steal his body or something. And uh... I was really, really uh, like concerned about that. <laughs> It makes you know that it, it, it never it, crossed it, my mind. Yeah, it's like I was like, man, I hope they don't switch bodies. I, I just had a feeling like it was going to happen. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm, I'm with I'm with Clarence on the whole. You know, it's hard to follow that particular plot line because, as you said, there's no there's no basis in science really. So it's kind of a disconnect for me. You know, I'm trying to figure out a segue from you know, real life to the mycelial network and <laughs> it just doesn't work. I just don't, I'm not understanding why these things are flying around him. And then where is he? I mean, where, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't get it. And maybe I missed something, but I just don't get it. I think of, understand. think of the network, like the matrix and his like body's here, but his mind is in the matrix. So like he's just kind of like again, the matrix made no scientific sense either. I, I can uh, does it? Wow, it's not, it's how did, how did it argument. not make scientific? Like, <laughs> it's it's <laughs> electrical impulses to your brain. You're, like you're talking to the awful. man that doesn't like Black Mirror uh, episode USS Callister, <laughs> so we know he's not gonna like. Uh, Do we have to keep going back to that <laughs> awful show? But seriously, all the information that your brain processes is just electrical signals. I mean, it's that's if that's all real is, then it doesn't really you know, matter if it's real. Okay. Or not. So, but in the Matrix, at least there was a 
database or whatever they called it, like place where all of this information was stored. You mean like the mycelial network? Where is the mycelial Whoa. network? <laughs> that that's my point. They're saying the mycelial network, but what is it? Where is it? It's everywhere. It's not yes. just it's not it's not sitting on a server somewhere. It's everywhere. Like, you know, you're thinking of it like it's a a database of information, but it's not. It's like the air. I, I got know? I got the perfect example. You know, like when Goku forms a spirit bomb and he like channels all the energy from everywhere? Same thing. It really it's is. like the forest, man. The forest is in everything and it's everywhere. It's like you gotta think of it like that, and not don't think of it like it's a server sitting somewhere. You know, it's it's everywhere. I guess. It's in the cloud. <laughs> there is no cloud. It's just somebody else's computer. <laughs> so I, I could tell you, like, seeing them interact with each other or see, because this is the first time we've seen old Stamets in a while. And it just reminded me how much I hated old pre, pre-spore Stamets really got on my nerves. And seeing him unleashed from his... Spore, coma, spore, in whatever you call it, state of mind. He was back to his normal self, and I didn't like it. I immediately did not like it. I'm like, man, the the spore stuff really changed him for the better, and now we're back to this. And I don't know. But I wasn't a fan of it. Dude, like, the thing about it is that you have to think about is, like, he was, he basically had somebody else invading his mind. And, I mean, they even hinted at it because when he first became, like, when he first started doing the jumps, if you remember, like on that episode where he looked in the mirror and it like showed like two people, two, yeah. two, two of him. So it's like they've kind of been building up to this. And like as far as like the old stamets, I, I kind of I'm I'm kind of sympathetic toward the old stamets because he's lost so much. You know, he's lost his best friend. He pretty much lost, you know, the the vessel was a scientific vessel and Lorca pretty much just commandeered it. So he lost his research. He lost his lover. I mean, like he it's changed him. He's not the same as he was when before he hit the mouth, you know, before the whole sports stuff. Like he's not the same, which I mean, OK, not to jump to the end. But when he comes out of the coma, eventually, I do feel like he felt different than he was when he was in the sport network with this double. For some reason, it's just a nuance of acting seemed a little different to me. Well, you didn't like Stamets from the beginning, did you? I wasn't a huge fan, but you know, like I said, I like Carrie was mentioned as well. I think this is changing him, and I'm hoping when he comes out and we see him again, you know, other than his brief moment we saw at the end of the episode, I hope that we see he's he's not as much of a a hole as he was before, <laughs> for lack of better words. Uh, which I think I kind of felt that when he came out and talked to Tilly for those few seconds. Yeah, I mean, but that wasn't him talking to Tilly though. Yes, it was. Are you sure? Okay. Uh, maybe. Who else would it? I was under the impression that they swapped bodies because when he wakes up, he wakes up in the other ship. No, that was the other Stamets woke up in the ship because he said, oh, wow, he did it. Hmm. And then he ran off in his hmm. ship. I, I could have sworn they swapped bodies. I, I could be completely wrong, but I got the, I got the feeling that they swapped. Hmm. Maybe they didn't. Hmm. That could just be me. But I, I, I had a, like, because, like, just the editing is him waking up, our yeah. stem is waking up, and it, it he wakes up in the other ship. That's what they try to make us think, and I totally get what you're saying there. Um, I and then know. the other guy wakes up, and he's like, he did it. He he got us out. You know, like, that. Did, I don't know. Wow, I need to go back and watch it. 
and I've seen I, it like I, twice I, already. So uh, I'm look. I, I, I don't know. That's don't make my story. brain hurt, man. Don't make my brain hurt. Because <sighs> he looks around and he's like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. Maybe maybe that I just had that. Well, well you know, one of us noticed the smirk from Lorca in the last episode, so I'm gonna go back and confirm it because you could be totally right. You know, <laughs> I was, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discount your uh your opinion there because you you could be totally right on that. Uh, Who knows where this show will go with that, man? Because <laughs> they kind they kind of left that wide open. You know, they yeah. hadn't really explored Stamets much yet. Uh, what do we think about the whole Culber ghost moment? I guess he led him out of his coma. How did he get to the network? <laughs> I think that was just uh, his his like. I think that was just part of his memory because he says I'm dead. You know, I, I feel like he's just I've me personally. I feel like that was just his way of processing what happened to his boyfriend or whatever you want his love or whatever because he never really got a chance to grieve. Because he's been so hopped up on spores this entire time, he finally yeah. got to take a minute and process what happened. Like that's what it felt like to me. As far as him warning him about the other stems, I don't that that you know that. I guess I don't. I can't explain that part. But it felt like to me that it was it was his brain processing the entire thing. That's what I thought they were going for. But you know, then like you said, when he starts trying to warn him about things, it like all of a sudden seems like he's its own thing going on it's not a memory but seriously let's take a bookmark in this because dude i swear i swear they swap bodies man i swear they did <laughs> that'll be interesting you know because Giorgio seemed very interested in the technology that got him there so if the but... alternate universe stamets you know obviously he was in the mycelial network so he's been experimenting with it but we know that they didn't perfect that technology yet so so possibility he did switch so he could get the technology. Are, are we to assume that the other USS Discovery does not have sport technology? Are we to assume that? Because um, I could have sworn when the other, uh, wh- whoever, whichever Stamets it was, woke up, woke up on the Imperial Palace. And he didn't wake up on a ship somewhere. No, I thought he woke up on a ship. I he sworn. woke up on the Imperial pa- He woke up in the Imperial Palace. Palace. Our Stamets woke up there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not backing down, dude. <laughs> it's like, wa- wa- watch the scene again. He wakes up like, "Oh, I'm awake," and then he looks around. And he's like, "What? What?" He's got this look on his face, like, "Where in the heck am I?" Mm. Just watch the scene again. And then the other guy says he did it. When he say I did it, because the other guy was stuck there just like he was. I thought he- no. I thought the I thought the uh, other guy. I'm confused on guys. He was—he wasn't even with them. He wasn't even with them. The like dark, he, the he dark was talking stamets. to his, no, the, his boyfriend when he woke up. He—they he, weren't even interacting with each other. I know, but the dark stamets woke up in the Imperial Palace ship, and he said, "Oh, he wow, did. he did it," and then he ran oh, off. Okay, yeah, let, let's table this because we like we're getting off on a tangent on this. Let's move on to the other parts. I so watch that again. So, so when when um. When Tilly is actually doing the sport therapy, Saru gets this call to sick bay. And we finally see sick bay with more than one doctor. It was like a freaking, they call, they summoned every doctor in the galaxy, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it was full. I'm like, what the, what, where have these jokers been? Where have they been? Yeah. Uh, anyway. 
So, yeah, we see where, where Saru is trying to save Tyler, which I, I have the question, why is he trying to save Tyler, Vok, Viler, whatever you want to call him? Why, why is he trying to save this dude? I mean, what's the big deal? He wants to save Tyler. Really? Is it, but is it really Tyler? And that's, is what, it and that's my not? point of confusion. That's my point of confusion. I don't think they've really explained. I mean, to me, I I haven't got a full explanation of exactly what happened. I know they said it. Clearly explains it though. Like when he when he visits Laurel in the in the uh, cell in the uh, brig, she tells him that they changed Vox's body. Uh, They took Tyler's DNA and his, I guess, mind and grafted it on Vox and uses DNA to make this new person. She kind of explains it. Did you not? Yeah, but I, I did. But she said she got she got uh, she got his DNA and his brain. And, but she put Vok into the shell and grafted Vok's consciousness onto the brain. I think she did say that. So now, is it more uh, Vok or more Tyler? Why did they make it so ambiguous? <laughs> I'm confused now. Huh. I don't know. Thoughts, Carrie? Well, okay, thoughts, hmm. Carrie. Go ahead, John. Oh, well, I was gonna say my question was why didn't Saru like hold him down with his super strength? <laughs> because he's a wiener. He's afraid. But his ganglia wasn't showing, oh, so he God. wasn't too scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. You had to bring up ganglia, didn't you? <laughs> talk about the ganglia maybe um, it's because he was restrained maybe that's why he wasn't afraid i don't know uh, yeah Ooh. anyway that was a side note not important yeah. just, i expected a superhero saru moment and he kind of pumped out on me <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but somehow he urges laurel to aid in tyler vox recovery and he makes the plea to her that we're no longer in prime universe and she believes it and she just totally turns, which I didn't get why she turned so quick. I guess she loves Tyler, maybe. Or Vok. Or Vok. Well, we know she loves Vok, but she's willing to sacrifice Vok to save Tyler, which I found really weird. After all they've been through, she's willing to sacrifice Vok. Yeah, it was hard. to. I thought that was going to go another way. I thought maybe she was like going do something underhanded, like completely erase Tyler or like she actually got rid of up. That's weird. Yeah. And of course, uh, at least to my understanding, look like he, she actually killed him because she does the whole, uh, Klingon, uh, right. cry, whatever you call it. Yell, scream. <laughs> <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. So, interesting stuff i'm still to i still want to see where they go with the whole tyler thing because i again like most things we've said on the show i have no clue (laughs) i have no clue where they're going to go with their storyline at least some of the other storylines seem like they're coming together a little more apparent now uh but i I have no idea what they're going to do with the tyler vox situation it just kind of puzzles me well i mean as much as we've seen in this season i mean they have to set up something to give us going forward you know what i mean like it's to the point now you know we they're wrapping up like all where do we go next season you know what i mean yeah yeah i see that i see that so do we want to go ahead and jump on the main storyline uh 
that um, has caused us so much angst in horror. So we're taken to the Imperial Throne Room. And uh, of course, I think, you know, again, um, STD is copying the whole Game of Thrones with all these 5,900 names, which (laughs) I thought was funny. But Khaleesi, (laughs) (laughs) the first of her name. (laughs) Yeah, but we see... um, we see Burnham and Lorca come into the throne room and, and um Giorgio is not happy with Lorca at all. And and yeah, it's just just a pretty cool scene to see her in this um crazy outfit. Crazy outfit, which you know, at first I thought it looked cool, but then I looked a little closer. I'm like, okay, she's in platform shoes and has like a a, a gold flower barrette. <laughs> it looks a little weird. It looks a little weird. Am I the only one didn't like the outfit or thought it looked weird? <laughs> I've been staring at it for a while. I figured it fits with, I mean, yeah, it's a little hokey, but it fits with the hokiness of the whole Terran. I think the whole Terran Empire thing is kind of hokey. You know, like, I feel like it fits. Hmm. I, 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 I'm with you on that, Kerry. I mean, I didn't, it didn't stand out to me because, I mean, everything kind of looked. <laughs> <laughs> You know, not that I had a problem with it. It just, it didn't jump out at me. I was just like, okay, you know, there's gold everywhere. It's like excessive amount of just out there stuff and going on. And I just, I just went with it. It was all right. I don't know. Long live the empire. <laughs> uh, so, Giorgio summons Burnham to her room for dinner later that evening, <laughs> afternoon, whatever. Um, man. Top ramen. Man. We'll call it top ramen. <laughs> oh my god. It's a delicacy. <laughs> Have my ganglia. Oh. You deserve a treat. <laughs> it's so funny that there there are like so many giveaways that this that Stamets is um from the mirror universe because like he's actually on a discovery eating this meal, which is like the same meal that Michael burnt like that she eats once she becomes the commander of the, the Shinzo, the mirror Shinzo, they bring her like the exact same meal. And it's like all like, like in the after track, they showed all these scenes that kind of gave it away, but you know, about Lorca. yeah, but I was just talking about like the meal thing. And like it just, ugh. so was that deep fried ganglia he was eating on discovery uh, when we first seen it? <laughs> The, it it all looked like it looks like gang. It all looks like yeah. And which brings me to the next subject: Did he keep Saru on the ship in case he got hungry? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't right, dude. You ain't right. I mean, how you gonna how you gonna have how you gonna eat your servants? Like that don't even make sense. <laughs> so are, are we to assume the one that Burnham picked out in the throne room was the one they ate? Yeah. Oh. oh, choose. Yeah, that's what she was like. Pick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and you know, I didn't notice that she did say you should be able to choose your Kelpian by now or something. So, yeah, oh. Oh. I kind of want to throw up on that scene. Ain't gonna lie. Yeah, oh, that was terrible. And they just made it all soupy and like oh. <laughs> soupy. <laughs> It was like egg drop soup or something. Oh man, egg drop soup will never be the same. Thank you, John. <laughs> yeah. 
So we we learned that Mira Burnham was like a daughter to Jojo, not too dissimilar from what we saw in Discovery. So I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, it's always funny how some of their stories are intertwined with the Prime Universe, and some are just like totally different. But yeah, this is one that I think mirrors closely, except the fact that instead of I guess Burnham going to Vulcan, she actually went to Georgia earlier, which still cool, still cool, we cool, cool. And we learned that Burnham, uh, Mira Burnham, was conspiring with Lorca to overtake Giorgio's throne, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, well, we knew that was coming, though. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, dang, I wish I would have known that. Known that. <laughs> <Came here. laughs> yeah, man, I'm looking at a, I'm looking at a picture of Giorgio in the Emperor uniform. Yeah, no, nah, I just. You kind of ruined it for me, Clarence, because I'm starting to look at it. <laughs> See, I was like, like the, the, shoes, dude. <laughs> the barrette never stood out to me at any point, but now I'm looking like directly at it. I see this. Oh, so now I have to look at it again, dang. And then oh, with the Michael Jackson high collar jacket going on here. I don't know. But the sword was awesome, it, though. The sword was awesome. Yeah, I don't think it looks that bad. Yeah. Maybe maybe do away with the thing on her head, but other than that, I think it looks dope. Yeah, yeah. Considering you know what it is and what that you know, like like I said, I, I feel like the entire thing's hokey. So yeah, uh. yeah. So but yeah, the the sword was nice. I like the sword. I want the sword. So Jojo sentences Burnham to death for conspiring conspiring with Lorca. What do we think about the whole execution scene and the uh, fidget spinner of death? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? I thought it was awesome too. I still think it's awesome to look at, but for some reason, taking John's point of view, the back of my mind was thinking, how is it possible for her to target eight people exactly through the top of their head and it come back to her? I, it just kind of baffled me. Um, as I started to think about it, but um, well, I don't know. I I saw her in Super Cop and um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I figured it was some some tar and foo or something that she used. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely not science. No, 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 not by far. Not by far. Well, I don't even know how to start to explain that. But they talked about it. They talked about it in the After Trek show. The writer was on there. I don't know if you guys watched it, but he said that they, he was just going to, on that scene where she killed all those people, he said that he was really just going to have some guns come out and, like, shoot them, like, laser them to death. But they just kind of thought it would be a cooler way to do it, which yeah. I'm down I'm down for. Yeah, I'm definitely cool. I'm just a little sciencey on that. <laughs> but definitely cool. I totally agree with you on that. And then how did she program it to skip one person? <laughs> See, this is why this is why my brain hurts, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> like I won't need one person to clean all this crap up. Well, I mean I just I mean, there's so many ways that they could explain that if they really wanted to. I mean, she could have some kind of implant to where she telepathically controls it with her mind. Like there's there's ways to explain it. I mean, yeah. I just feel like it's nitpicking at that point. Yeah, you know, it's kind. Of, it could be sort of like that guy on Guardians of the Galaxy with the little arrow Yonder. thing. Yonder. Yeah, that, that guy. So, like, 
He had some kind of hat they gave him telepathic control over or something. The Finn. The Finn. Yeah, the Finn. There you go. Go get my backup Finn. I love that show. I love that movie. Like, I do the, too. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, I mean, there's ways to explain it, but that's what you guys are complaining about on this no, scene. Well, I'm not complaining. I'm just, just just talking it out. That's I didn't think sorry. about it, but until Clarence said something about it, and then I think somebody said something about fidget spinner, which kind of had me going to bring it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what what do we think about? Mira Giorgio's reluctance to, for her people to know, I mean, the whole point of the fidget spinner death scene, she doesn't want anybody to know about the mirror, uni- the prime universe at all, because they hate Starfleet values. They do not want that to spread. Reminds you of any countries around here? <laughs> well, not around here, but. Yeah, it's just so, like, go ahead. So are, are they insinuating that? Uh, at some point in this mirror universe, that they were peaceful, is that what she's saying? No, I, well, I don't think she wants the Starfleet values to spread in their um, oppressive regime because it could change people's thoughts and minds. You know, true. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. I, I do get it. That, that, I mean, I have no problem with that scene. And she kind of just tells her that. Um, you know, Burnham says that she's looking for um, the point in space where the Defiant came through and they want to go back the same way. She kind of just tell her, uh, tell her, you know, in the Tholian web, all those jokers went mad and killed each other. <laughs> so that might not be an <laughs> option. And um, I don't know. Do we think the Devi- Defiant is still around at this point? I'm sure they have it. Somewhere. Well, she just said they killed all, they killed each other. Like, well, 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 the original crew of the Defiant killed the, killed each other while coming through the Tholian web to the mirror universe. Whatever brought them over, which I think it was, uh, I think the Tholians set off a tritonic charge in a particular part of space that allowed them to bring the ship through in the first place. But that whole displacement across that void made the crew of the Defiant go mad. So that's what she was referring to. You don't want to go that way because, you know, everybody went through, came through that way, went mad and uh, it killed each other. So, yeah, you don't want to do that. That's kind of what she was saying. Well, Lorca found a way through. Yeah. Yeah. Major plot hole there. Like, that's one of my complaints about this episode is that they just there's. They need to explain that. They're going to explain it. I mean, have they not explained anything that we uh, wanted? Unless he's been working with the mirror Stamets, and that's how Stamets got in the coma. Because, I mean, our Stamets went in the coma because he made too many jumps, and we ended up in the alternate universe. So the other Stamets was in the coma because maybe that's how Lorca got to the Prime universe. But if possibly. he's not on the Discovery, it wouldn't be possible, right? Maybe. True. See, uh, we, see we have to see what, the, what their Discovery looks like. And what is the thing? I'm assuming it's the power source in the middle of the castle oh, ship. Oh, that can the ship move? Or is it like stationary? Is that a black hole or something? Or I, it moves because they flew to the planet and killed the rebels. I don't know what that is, dude. Could it be like a black hole? Or I mean, or but then a, it wouldn't be able to move, right? A supernova or <laughs> power source? I just figured it was the power source for the ship. Yes. Or could it be that, uh, what was that particle, Omega particle? Oh, that would be a cool tie-in, but I I don't know. Maybe. I'm sure the, Ter- the Terrans wouldn't be as reserved about that stuff. All right. 
But the Omega Particle is blue, so I don't know if that makes a difference. I was just curious as to what it was. Mm. And and why does why does Burnham think it's a good idea to hand over the sport technology? I guess it's her only option. Yeah, it was either that or die. So I mean, yeah. mm. <laughs> she didn't really have a whole lot of choices at that point. And it's not like it's going to change the tide of any war that they're in. I mean, the Empire is already winning, so you know. And it's the mirror universal so screw prime directive. <laughs> I guess so. So let's yeah, talk this. about the big cheese, guys. Burnham's realization after having a conversation with Giorgio, Mirror Giorgio. Lorca pulled a Wooly Allen, didn't he? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I don't get the reference. He dated his daughter. Uh, he, mar- he married his stepdaughter. Uh, oh, hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Yeah, people don't. Yeah, uh, yeah. He gets yeah. a pass somehow. Okay. <laughs> he gets a pass. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Uh, but yeah. So uh, to me, that wasn't the craziest thing about all this, though. Like to me, the craziest part is that she just completely betrayed Giorgio. Like that's the part that shocked me. Is like how messed up was this mirror Burnham? Seriously. Oh, man. Good point. Good point. She must have been pretty off her rocker. And well, do we ever meet her? Not yet. <laughs> I I think she's dead. You know, I really do. Because why would he go? Why would he go looking in another universe for her if she's right. still alive? True, true, true. She gone. Which, man, how deep does this love go? This dude crossed the universe to go find her copy to bring back to his empire. Well, I don't think he necessarily did it for her. I think he did it to get back into the ship to kill Giorgio. Mm, man, that, that was it. That was his. I mean, l- l- just think about it though. That's his only play. He has no friends in the entire universe. Like that's his only play is is to go to the universe. I think Burnham was just like a cherry on top. Oh, that was a horrible um, <laughs> analogy. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't think I don't think it was out of love. I think it was out of necessity. And yeah, I feel like maybe he he might have even groomed her, you know, um, from the the ship. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. He might have groomed her, knowing that she was close to the emperor to get close enough to the emperor to kill. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. always a, you know, I I just don't feel like his his thought process is that straight. That he just, oh, I love you. I'm going to go to the no. That <laughs> that guy that guy's too warped for that. No. I don't see him caring about too much more than himself. Exactly. Exactly. But man, just, you know, our, our friend, um, Matthew talked about how he just went back and watched all of the, the first half of the season again. I, man, I, I know going back and watch it now, watching it now, knowing that he's been, and they showed us most of the scenes where he, he's kind of giving her like, bring her back safe and all this other stuff. Um, Man, it's just a different perspective on the show. Yeah, and, it is. And like we've been saying for the longest, there's something about that guy. There's something. We don't know what it what, is. Yeah. What's his obsession? It carried him. We'll <laughs> give him props. Carry it. Carry it. Man, like I, I'll, I'll, eat, I'll eat my crow on that. Like I just. And and the thing is, like I still even do that with a bit of reservation because like I still don't. They they're gonna they got some explaining to do, you know. Like I don't get how he can just traverse 
to the other universe um at the exact moment that his other guy dies or maybe he was there before it's like i just like it, it it's just all too convenient at this point and i have a feeling that they'll explain it but it's just gonna it's gonna be a challenging thing to do because like i can't think of i can't think my way into rationalizing him being in the other universe and having to have a spore drive to get back it just doesn't make any sense yeah that could probably be a whole two or three episode side story <laughs> right possibly so how do we how do we think uh, Emperor Giorgio knew, suspected uh, Lorca to be the same guy she's been chasing. I don't think she did. Well, she, I think she kind of did. Remember, she opened the window to show Barnum like the sensitivity to light. Well, she didn't do that to. I don't think that was purpose. I think she was just doing that for. Man, you make me look at the scene different now. <laughs> I thought she was I just. Because remember, she asked her, she asked her, so why don't you let my captain go? And she said, no, because, and she went into this explanation of why. And part of that was because she said, you shouldn't trust him. If he's anything like mine. She she, she didn't know. Yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think she know. Well, she did say, she, she brought up the point that he said, uh, he would cross earth and time or time and space or, yeah, to find you. Oh boy! But the whole thing—the whole thing that, that, like, just that I'm hung up on is that we knew the orc Lorca, the the prime Lorca, was a little bit un- unorthodox, and you know, what based on what he did to his crew, he well, sacrificed his entire crew, or 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 so we think. Well, I um, mean, if, Saru's if, personality is like, even though he's a slave, his personality is pretty close. Tilly's is not. Um, so it's like. My my thing is, but she wants to be a captain. So like, there are similarities in these mirror characters. Whereas Burnham, you know, like we don't know what her character was. Well, she was apparently raised by Vulcans, though. That's the huge difference. Oh, okay, I can see that. And, and, and even and even I mean, we say the Lork, the Prime Lorca, and the Mirror Lorca were close to the same, but. Uh, Admiral Karen didn't think so. She thought this was a totally different guy. And if you look at her, the Admiral Karen Lorcan actions, she was not happy with Lorca. She did not right. think he was the same guy at all. Yeah, she says as much. You're right. And something else I'm curious about. How did uh, Giorgio know Michael was lying at the dinner table? Because she she had spies, so she knew. Uh, okay. I mean, didn't she say as much that it I got where it got back to her that they were plotting against her? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Okay, I missed that. Because she says, like, I can never tell when you're lying, but I know you're lying right now because of this, you know? Yeah, I missed the because. <laughs> yeah, and, and again, just to kind of reference the after Trek discussion, like, people have been saying since the beginning, Lorca is not like a Starfleet captain. And if they just would have stuck with it, I think so much of their gripes would just fall away because it's part <laughs> of the story that they've brilliantly planned from the beginning. You know, all these not, things. That, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, he's not supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man. Yeah. Cool. Hopefully, hopefully some people come crawling back now that they know. Well, it won't be the same. They're going to be like, dang, I wish I would have watched it with everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, but the problem with it is, is because it's on a subscription service, I don't think 
think everybody canceled. I don't think they're going to resubscribe because of one episode. Well, I mean, they could they could re- resubscribe at the end of the season and ban ban to watch it. I mean, you know, true, you know? true. <laughs> And not just one episode. These last three episodes have been reveal after reveal after reveal. So, I mean, if they could just stick with it to episode, what, 10, 11, and 12, they they should be very happy campers. Uh, no matter how they're ingrained into classic Star Trek, which, again, even with all this, we know it's not the same. But I still think it's worth a Star Trek fan watching, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just I don't see how a true Star Trek fan would not watch anything Star Trek. I mean, I sit down through USS Callister just because it was supposed <laughs> to be similar to. I mean, I really wanted to give up on that show like ten minutes in, but because it's supposedly been similar to Star Trek, I mean, I watched it fully, and just because anything Star Trek, I want to see it. I don't want to be the Trekkie that didn't. The Trekkie that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently Lorca likes black chicks. That's that is mm. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, boy. Oh man, I feel bad for that guy in the torture chamber. He got rocked. She was my sister. <laughs> he got curb stomped. I was yeah. like, dang. He got beat down. That was terrible. You let a man that just got electrocuted beat you to sleep. Uh so quick I just Randomly looked at them, looking at polls again. Uh, there's a poll on what website? It says Spoiler TV. We polled about 300 people, and Lorca is the favorite character on Star Trek Discovery. Wow. Interesting. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Before last night's episode. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. That'll be an interesting thing to find out later on after the, se- after the season. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, any final thoughts on the episode before we wrap this thing up? Um, I just hope I see no more ganglia consumed. (laughs) (laughs) Or some soup. How many more episodes do we have in this season? Two more, I believe. Two more. Do we have a date for the next season? season? Nah, I know it's been. uh, Well, I have no idea. I'm not even going to (laughs) say. But the name of the next episode is What's Past is Prologue. I have no idea where that's going. But we did see the preview. And my favorite is coming back, Rika Sharma as Lieutenant Landry. Yes. Is that the chick that um got killed by the 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 spore creature thing? The I can't remember what it's called it was been so long ago. <laughs> the uh Tardigrade. Tardigrade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well she was like, We have to do this and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she was pretty gung ho in either either universe too. So, well, she might be lighthearted in this one. I don't know. Ooh. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I doubt it as well. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the show, people out there. If you want to know more about the STD podcast, you can go to stdpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and also check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash STD podcast. And we're STD underscore podcast on Twitter. Uh, send fan mail to fans at stdpodcast.com and we might even read it on the show. Um, yeah. So if, um, we'll do parting gifts right now. John, do you have anything podcast related well, or otherwise that you want to talk about? Well, hold on. We forgot something. Uh oh. Did we? Yeah. Uh, we forgot Kyle's, uh, feedback. Hey guys, it's Kyle. 
Sorry I couldn't be on tonight, but because this episode was so darn good, I wanted to beam aboard for a moment and give a few thoughts of what I thought about the episode. Well, again, I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, broken record or no, I am actually looking forward to every single episode of this story. And for me, again, because this is Star Trek, not saying anything bad about Star Trek, but the fact that I'm looking forward to every episode says something. So there I go again. But for me, this episode, I was left with more questions than I have for an actual review, maybe. Hopefully you guys, while you're reviewing it, I can't wait to hear, but uh, hopefully you guys maybe can answer some of my questions. Question number one, what did Laurel mean when she said that she could separate the two beings? Did she mean just mentally or did she also mean physically? Assumption here is that she meant mentally, but considering the fact that this is also science fiction, could it also mean that separation also means creating another body? Maybe. And again, you know, reading comic books, watching sci-fi, you know, they could possibly go either way with that. So that's one question about Ash Tyler and Vok and the Laurel story. But the big thing that I paid attention to last night more than anything was the interaction between Michael Burnham and the Emperor. Totally, totally, totally wasn't expecting that, even though we did talk about it on a previous episode about how things might turn out. The cool thing about this series is you never know what direction is going to come next. You think it's going left and it goes right. You think it's going up and it's going down. Question is, can we trust the emperor? Assumption for me is no, but Going back to the old saying, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, which leads me to another question, which is Lorca. What happened to the Federation version of Lorca? Is he in the mirror universe? Was he traded? Did he die as opposed to the other Lorca that came over to, you know, the Federation universe, as I guess I'm calling it? Another question. What about the other Michael Burnham? Did she die? Did, you know, I don't know what happened. Now, here's here's well, two other two other points. The food uh, disgusting. So curious question. Did any of you guys kind of think, OK, that was a little hard to stomach? No pun intended. So I know we've got three more episodes left. So here's my question. This particular episode, to me, seemed to be staged like a traditional finale. I mean, you you have these revelation upon revelation upon revelation, and you see this happening and that happening, and there's all these different directions going, and, and you see these endings, and then you've got this major cliffhanger. And again, I'm thinking, you know, total finale feeling here. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think we've still got three more episodes left. So if I am wrong, let me know. But I think we've got it, maybe two, but I think three more episodes left. One final comment. I did like the interaction between Hugh and Stamets. And I did like the warning of the other Stamets or his warning to uh, Stamets about the mirror universe Stamets. My Thought was, don't trust them, trust him. He was too excited to see Stamets there. And kind of when somebody is so anxious, it's like, what's your motive? And, 
you know, so obviously he has done something to the sport, um, drives and is doing something. And I'm noticing that my voice is uh, starting to go. So I'll wrap this up. So I guess really and truly, the, those are my questions. Those are my thoughts. I really enjoyed the episode. Again, I hate not being there with you guys. This was an episode I think that would have been fun to talk about, but I did want to send this. So if you're wondering where I'm at, uh, I'll tell you that in just a minute, but I do want to plug my other shows that I do along with Clarence. We are the Discussing Who podcast where we talk about Doctor Who. You can find that at DiscussingWho.com. And we've also got a brand new podcast called the Discussing Comics podcast. And you can find that at DiscussingComics.com. So what am I doing tonight? Tonight is the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. Yes, probably very hard for most people who know me to think, wow, he watches wrestling. Yes, I do. I have been watching wrestling since December uh, 1999. And tonight, like I said, is the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw. They're bringing back several people that I have not seen in quite a while. So I will be watching that come 7 p.m. Central Standard Live. I am about to get out of here because, well, there you go. The Undertaker calls. See you guys next time. Uh, but other than that, nothing, man. I'm just, I'm hyped about this cruise. You guys can go, <laughs> you cannot go. But when you start seeing my pictures next year, just know it's solid. Like, I'm talking to my wife about it tonight. Hobnobbing with the Star Trek Elite. I gotta do it. Carrie, <laughs> what are you working on? Podcast um, otherwise, man. I'm finishing up my rig. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to water cool the graphics card that I'm get, I'm ordering. But other than that, um, I don't really have anything to say except uh, check out Tech Petition and go Patriots. Oh boy, boo! <laughs> we will not condone Patriot love on this podcast. <laughs> Just had to ruin a great podcast. Man. <sighs> oh jeez. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. All right, guys. Well, uh, thank you for joining us, and until uh, next time. Live long and prosper. Thank you for listening to the STD Podcast. For more information, go to stdpodcast.com slash subscribe.